The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome. So today we are going to be talking about creativity. And creativity is really, really important in business and in life because all successful people know how to tap into this resource. There's a quote that I really like, and it's by a man named John Dragoon, and he says that creativity is perhaps the key attribute most needed and desired to address our current business challenges. And I completely agree. So um, I really feel like it's more important than ever to become creative in our businesses, in our lives, because creative people help achieve mastery, and they bring this out in other people, they bring this out in themselves, they become better leaders, and they rise to those high capabilities, and they inspire others as well along the way. And it's really imperative that as somebody who's trying to get exposure, as somebody who's trying to get their business out there in a really big way, and to use the power of personality marketing, that you up the ante with creativity. My views right there, people. Now you've heard it. Um, so I, there was a survey in 2008 that said, and 80% of the participants said that who were polled, and there was maybe like three people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here is a random stat on some from some poll, but I believe it, people. In 2008, there was a survey that had 80% of the participants, and they were polled, but they believed that increasing creativity in our culture would stimulate the economy and solve global, global issues. I'm going to call a hashtag fact on that one. <laughs> so over and over again, you find creative people uh, <clears throat> successful people are creative. They earn higher incomes, they have a lot more energy, there's more passion in life, and they also have this overall clearer sense of purpose. So as a leader, it's vitally important that you help others and that you help yourself tap into this resource. Cool, cool. So in a bit, we're going to explore some ways in which you personally can become more creative, that you can bring this into your marketing. And we're going to be talking today, oh, I'm also going to give you just a side note, a little gift at the end, a link to a creativity ebook and some ways that you can, you know, improve your skills there. Today we have a special guest named Lynn, and Lynn, Lynn Kreviak, actually, she's a fellow Canadian here. She is an entrepreneur business owner for the last 25 years, and having your own business, as anybody knows, it, for 25 years, let alone, you know, two years, 25 years, that's a long time, and you have to be creative with what you're doing. Um, so she's been a, a business owner, and but she's also a artist. 
And I happen to believe that creativity isn't about things just like art or, you know, I'm doing art, so I'm a creative person or I'm dancing or I'm writing poetry. In this case, Lynn happens to be an artist. <laughs> so I'm kind of get, going against my own philosophy, which is creativity is simply taking two seemingly unrelated things and putting them together to make something new. And we really need to do that. What's shocking to me is how many times I hear people say, I'm not creative or I can't tap into that resource. And that's heartbreaking because everybody has that ability. It's just a matter of how do you develop that skill. But back to Lynn. Welcome, Lynn. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And oh, we're moving around here, making some noise on the set. <laughs> um, Lynn, I know that you're a medical transcriptionist. That's the business that you've owned. And some people might not think that this is a really creative thing. They might think a medical transcriptionist, that might be a little on the dry side. But why don't you first of all start by telling us what is a medical transcriptionist? Well, Jackie, what I do is um, I have a, a group of doctors that uh, download um, into my computer some very dry information about uh, their patients and I turn it into really lovely uh, reports and send it off. Yeah, I liked what you were saying earlier when we were discussing this. You said, um, how did you put that? You have doctors who kind of talk into uh, the dictation machine and you have to make it presentable for the public or something? That's right. Yeah, I just have to send it out and make it look readable. Readable. That's what you said. You called it readable. Because, yeah, I know, I know that you can't read their their prescriptions, that's for sure. So I can't imagine listening to them. Oh, what? Sorry about that. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know what? That's like, yes, we have a, and I've heard you say these words, temporomandibular joint dysfunction and other such things about bones and body parts, right? So that's super creative. That's exactly it. That, I couldn't have said that one better myself. That was perfect. <laughs> so I also heard you say that it's actually very creative for you to do this job. Can you explain more about that? Well, a lot of people would, would listen to the words and just write them down verbatim. But my creative aspect of it is that I like to know what that doctor is talking about. So I like to know what that word means. I like to know what the, uh, you know, the disease or the, uh, you know, dysfunction or whatever it is that I'm, that I'm writing about. I like to know more about it. So to me, that's a creative aspect to learn. Or hypochondriacism. <laughs> I need to know about this disease. No, no, that would be me. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love to be able to just know what it's what he's talking about, and so that I can actually put the right things down on on the paper and not yeah, uh, yeah. cause. Trauma. I know that you said that you think words are creative, and I know you write as well. You've mm -hmm. been you do a lot of writing, blogging, um, painting, like I said. So I personally think that that's an amazing thing to do is to take something that you have to do for your job and turn it into something more creative and enjoyable for yourself because uh, you learn things. So you've been learning about diseases. <laughs> Yay! No, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing you. <laughs> the point is good, people. The point is good. We're taking something boring and we're trying, well, boring to us, and we're trying to put a creative spin on it and make it more interesting. That's right. I love that. Um, I also know that you do painting, which is completely, you know, in that sphere of traditional creativity, what people would think. Why don't you tell us um, a little bit about that? How long have you been painting for? I've been trying to paint for my most of my life. And I was in a very long-term marriage. And so uh, basically raising children and uh, getting my business started and working very hard on both of those things, I let the painting go away. 
And then in 2009, I was uh, divorced and subsequently wanted to change my house around and make everything new. And I thought, well, I, I, I'm going to paint some pictures just so they look good on the wall. And I went out to my garage and I started uh, repainting old pictures that I had on the wall. And what I found out was that it was an incredible meditation. And that was only one aspect of it. It became extremely creative. I got to, I, I'm an abstract painter. And what I do is I took all of the old paint that I had in the garage and I just started slapping it on these, on these pictures and actually turned out something that looked pretty good. Cool. So you were kind of, this wasn't a method that you were using. This was just something you were doing yourself. Like I'm going to take this recycled material and I'm going to see what happens with it. That's exactly it. I was just, and the, the funny part of it was, is that as I was putting the paint on the, on the canvas, there was various things that were coming up that I was learning at that time. And that was, you know, the way the color would break through and create something that was really incredibly beautiful that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. And it was an incredibly creative, um, it, it just opened up a lot of things for me. A lot of, you know, just realized something that looks like nothing can look really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And so I, I actually find that too, you know, when you're doing something and you're, you're trying to focus in on it, and then you come to a place where it's kind of like a standstill. standstill. So maybe for an example would be you are doing some web design or web work or something on the computer and you're just feeling frustrated and you can't make any breakthroughs, taking some time to step away and shifting the, the mindset and putting it into more of a, a flow or something more relaxed or enjoyable or maybe the way I, what I'm hearing from you is without expectation. I call them beautiful mistakes <laughs> and taking your mistake and, and finding the beauty in it and, uh, and just nothing is a failure and that was a really incredibly... Uh, learning thing, learning aspect. A learning thing. A learning thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, yeah. No, it's true because um, beautiful mistake. Beautiful mistake. That's really cool. That's what my mother calls me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> no. Um, no, I think it's really cool that you do this. And one of the things that I find really interesting about what you're doing right now is the fact that you are this long-term business owner you are a long-term artist, and now you're coming into a new phase of your life where you are putting the two things together, where you're making a business out of creating art. And I really dig that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your new endeavor? Well, it, it's still in the conceptual stage, but um, another thing that was happening to me at the time when I was in my, my garage painting, and uh, there was I was just... A lot of emotions were coming up because I was trying to get understand the process of what was going on in my life and the changes and the transformation. And emotions were happening, and I was able to work through them at that time. So um, basically, what I would like to do is to teach art to other people, but not teach it. Let, let it come from them. And hopefully, in the process, when they're, they're you know, learning the techniques, they'll have some breakthroughs. Mm -hmm. So it's you're, what you're trying to do is you're getting some people together and you're teaching them your process that you've created over the, the last 10 years or so. Yes. Yeah. 
And I know that you've taken, or you, you were telling me that you ta have taken some art classes. You've done the typical nude model. Let's talk in great deal about the nude model thing because this is extreme exposure. So maybe we should just go there. <laughs> that, that was extreme exposure. In fact, some way too much exposure. Way too much <laughs> exposure. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter of positioning people in marketing and in naked art class. <laughs> That's exactly it. You just stay at the head of the class. <laughs> you want to be the head of the class. Good to know. So I know you did that. You did some <laughs> drawing, uh, traditional type of painting with landscapes and stuff, but you've always kind of gone back to that abstract. Is that because, um, like, why is that? The abstract is incredibly creative process and freeing. And, uh, you know, you just, you, you, you can really explore the depths of what's going on inside of you when you look at this stuff. And there's a lot of things that you see that other people don't see or vice versa. And it's just it's just a really open way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And I love the, the new twist that you put on it with the recycled materials because it's not just, I mean, you had alluded to the fact that you went into your garage and you had these paints, but it's become kind of madness, actually. It is now madness. <laughs> it's yes. now madness. So why don't you tell us well, why is it madness? What I do is... My, my latest endeavor is the box that my coffee table came in, <laughs> and it's five feet by five feet, and it's made out of plywood, and I covered it in um, caulking from, like, bathroom caulking, mm -hmm. and I'm going to make something beautiful on it, so it's in the process. I'm just using various materials that, that I have, like uh, old canvases. I go to garage sales, and I pick up. I la I went over to the eco center in uh, Cochrane and I dug through their paint <laughs> and I bought brought paint home. So I use I use fabric, I use plaster, I use uh, rope, I use all sorts of things. Yeah, I know it's really cool. So it adds a lot of depth and a lot of texture. But I think it's um, not only are you making these cool pieces, it's the way that you look at things. It's it's like that in everything that we do. We get into these mindsets where we only know the extent of our own mindset. And when you start to get out of that box and you try to do, or when you do things like what you're doing, where you look at a piece of rope and you go, hmm, I wonder if that could be a tree. Or I look at this uh, piece of caulking and think, this should be on my wall. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> But people need to start taking that concept really seriously in their business because I have seen, and this is actually a, a heartbreaking story. There's a woman that I was talking to who contacted me recently and she was 81 years old and she has been pursuing her entrepreneurship for I think something like over 50 years, which seems really noble. But she came to me in absolute tears because over that course of that time, she didn't progress. And the reason she didn't progress is because she kept doing the same thing over and over again. This is how I've always done it. Um, I'm going to keep trying by doing this. And you know what? You're not stepping out of the box. You're not taking risks. And when you're not doing that, you're not being creative, right? And I know that you've had some uh, art teachers who have kind of encouraged you along the way to, be, to take more risks. Is that true too? Yes. Within your work? Because even in your work, even in painting, you can feel like, that constriction. Can you talk about that? Well, I was sitting in my garage one day and I was painting this picture and I was very, I was getting angrier and angrier and it was turning into mud. My, my usual creative process was just blending and it was turning into this mud and I was getting really angry. And I don't know what you call this, but I heard a voice that just said, and it came from inside of me, it just said, fear. 
And I realized that fear was holding me back and that I was just really, I was trying to force something that I, I, I shouldn't be forcing. And then I just started throwing, slopping the paint on, and it was one of my best creations. So I think that, you know, you just need to uh, step out of out of your box and just realize fear is holding you back or, you know, just yeah. look inside. Look inside, I guess, is the basic. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's with that lady as as well because she was crying because she's 81 years old and her dreams of having this career, this speaking career, are being shut down by these blocks. And not everybody uh, reaches, you know, great, humongous pinnacles of fame and fortune and whatever. But when you don't define what levels of success are for you, because there's levels of success all along the way and don't enjoy the process, then it starts to become something that you go to your deathbed with regrets. And I like what you're talking about with fear and creativity and going back to that concept where people are saying, I'm not creative, I'm not like this. That's just because we're afraid to die (laughs) in business and in life. You know, it's this fear of what's going to happen if I do something different. What's going to happen if I get a coach or a mentor or if I spend that money or if I change my logo or, you know, or make that video because I'm a big proponent of making videos, get, getting out there and, and risking looking foolish, right? So you put art out there, you have that risk because people look at it and you could become ridiculed and banished from the tribe, right? Absolutely. Um, one of the biggest things that I learned also after my divorce was I, I had a fear of public speaking. I had a fear of getting myself out there and doing things. And so I decided, well, what I was going to do was to go into some acting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's nothing more terrifying than going, standing in, on the, in the back wings and knowing you're going to go on stage and talk in front of 600 people. It's like, it really opens you up and mm-hmm. it really, you know, tests your boundaries. <laughs> Well, I, you were telling me about that story too, the auditioning process, because you hadn't been doing acting before that. So why don't you, because it's going to be awesomely themed, tell us about the auditioning process and what the play was. <laughs> well, basically, I decided to go down and audition for the Vagina Monologues. and Extreme uh, exposure. <laughs> that Yes, extreme exposure. Um, and I, with very low expectations of, of get, even getting a part, I just thought this is going to be really good for me just to just go into the audition process. And because I had low expectations and not realizing, not thinking that I would get the part, I wasn't nervous. And so I had a really, there were really incredible directors that were, were asking me about myself. And I started talking to them about my divorce and the things that were happening in my life. And, you know, uh, basically that I thought, uh, you know, this was a really, uh, that I was becoming stronger because of it. So I, I told them my life story. And as a result, I got the part, which was pretty <laughs> incredible. I love that. You know, stepping outside of yourself having uh, low expectations, you know, expanding that comfort zone. That's pretty awesome. So we're going to come back in a few minutes uh, after the commercial break, and we're going to talk about some actual techniques to become more creative so that you can put this into your marketing. So stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. 
Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. So... I think that there are some really important elements in the aspect of play in increasing your own creativity. And I am a big fan of playing. So, I mean, you're probably getting that vibe listening to the show that I like to be silly. I like to joke around. Um, I made a video once called What's Your Vibe? And it really talks about how do you want to use your own personality to bring bring that to life so that other people can get a sense of what's important to you and what your values are. And so for me, Play, creativity, fun, laughing, joking, that's really, really important. But it's also important for people to know that doesn't that it does not negate intelligence, right? So a really important thing to up your creativity is to add that element of play into your life. And a lot of business owners who are or entrepreneurs who are really serious and stuff, which is awesome because we're passionate and excited about that, sometimes see that as unproductive. Nope. I gotta, I gotta work more. I gotta, I spend more hours. I gotta do this, and I actually, not you know, to be honest here, full disclosure, I'm really guilty of that a lot of times myself. I'm not always this fun, charming person you're listening to right now. <laughs> Sometimes I sit in my computer until my I break my neck and stuff. So it's important to remind ourselves that if we're going to be successful, if we're going to bring our best selves and our A game into those times that we are working, that we have to add an element of play. Wouldn't you say, Lynn? I would absolutely say I think that we take ourselves way too seriously. And I don't remember exactly where I heard this from, but one of the uh, gurus in, in, in the world has once said that the, the, the purpose of life is happiness and joy, and everything that we do is meant for that purpose. And it's not, it's not rocket science, people. <laughs> it's not rocket science. <laughs> We want to have fun. Why do we want to have our own businesses? Why do we want to get out there and have more exposure? Because we want freedom. And freedom to do what? To work more? No, to have fun. So playing, I mean, you said it yourself, don't take things so seriously. Uh, Don't put yourself into that limited way of thinking. What did you like to do as a child? You know, that's really important. What made you feel alive? You had that imagination. You would go out there and you would, you know, imagine things. And 
we how can we think that that wouldn't serve our marketing or how get us out there in a bigger way imagining we have to start thinking bigger and playing is things like listening to music reading uh flirting uh I like saying that. I'm going to say it again. Flirting. I said it different that time. Teasing, art, games, anything that inspires you in your own way, right? So getting here, here's actually the a way that it's allowed to be acceptable. You see a group of adults um, and they're watching a sporting event, right? And they're allowed to yell at the screen and, and jump around and hit each other on the butt and do all this stuff. And they can play that way because it's a socially accepted way of doing it. But, you know, you jump on a, in a, with a bag on your head and a Wendy's and nothing else except a towel and people frown upon that. No, I'm just kidding. That wasn't me. Just kidding. Sorry, Max, if you're listening. <laughs> but it is important to play. So what are things that you do, Lynn, to play? Well, what I did was I joined a non-edition uh, musical theater group. And uh, we get ourselves right out there on stage and we play mm -hmm. we have fun we wear costumes we wear wigs it's all choreographed and uh, we all we sing and it and it's just a lot of fun I also go to improv classes mm. which seems to be um well that's a lot of play Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are afraid of that, but I, I just think it's so good to be able to think on your feet. Yeah, no, I agree. And it was funny because last weekend I actually went to Disneyland with no children whatsoever. It was the craziest thing ever. A group of adults who decide to go to Disneyland. You know what? It was great. You jump on board, you get on these roller coasters, you act like a kid and you play. <laughs> we don't, we can do that. We're allowed. Um, another thing, another tip for you all here, good tip, you heard it like for the millionth time, but I'm going to say it again because it's important, is that body love. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not doing the right things for yourself, you're not going to be able to be creative at all, right? So I know that that's a big belief of yours as well. So what do you do to take care of your body? Well, I believe that food is medicine. And if you don't take your food, if you don't eat your food properly, you're going to be taking a You won't a lot get any pudding if you don't eat your meat. That's what she's <laughs> trying to say. You'll be taking a lot of medicine is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> so I, I really, really think that diet is very important. And that does not mean I don't believe that you should, uh, you know, deprive yourself. So you can, there's a lot of ways you can eat really, really good food. I love, love, love yoga. I think yoga is life changing. Yeah, me and, too. And I also believe that, uh, a little boot camp here and there doesn't hurt. So just keeping yourself really active. I'm a very active person and uh, yeah. Nice. I'm trying to, I love yoga as well and I've been trying to push this for a while. Actually, you know what's really funny? Side note, uh, I live in Calgary and I saw this advertisement for something called Naked Yoga. No joke. And I thought, maybe I'm, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> Stay ahead of that class too. <laughs> Of that class. It is a thing. There really is naked yoga. But you know what? There's not. And I, this is a million dollar idea. I'm going to throw it out there. Million dollar idea. Karaoke yoga. <laughs> I think that's I think that's where the future is, people. Karaoke yoga. That's a business idea. You got it here first. <laughs> but but I mean, joking aside, 
never joking's never aside. But I also think meditation is important because here's the thing. You can't be creative if you're stressed. You can't build your marketing plans. You can't come up with new business concepts or business ideas. You can't deal with clients. You probably should never deal with clients, but I'm just kidding. Um, but you basically can't do anything if your mind is stressed. And that's because uh, there's a physiological effect that constricts everything so tight that you're only able to focus on life or death situations or what's in front of you or whatever your brain perceives to be the most important thing. So if you're stressed out, being creative is off the table. So meditation is a really great way to kind of deal with that. And that sounds a little bit woo-woo. And I have led marketing classes where I'm making people take time to breathe and to uh, do some certain breathing techniques, which are very important. One of them is called Nadi Shodhana, which is a, it's translated into English as alternate nostril breathing. That's important because that opens up both hemispheres of your brain. This is a physiological thing. Two brain, two sides of your brains open means that you're able to actually think in a more well-rounded and clearer way, which is really good for your business. I know that you do meditation. What kind of meditation do you do and what does your practice look like? Well, I totally believe that meditation has saved my life, to be very honest with you. And if you, speaking of woo-woo, I think that there's lots of books and lots of research out there that proves that, you know, now that they can do MRIs and that type of thing, is they can physically look at the the difference in your brain chemistry and and the ha things that are happening in your body with, with meditation. So for people that are not into the, you know, woo-woo aspect of it, that's, there's clear indication of that. But um, for me, Meditation uh, is is something that I do every day, and I I try to do it as much as I possibly can in a, in everyday situations. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm running on a treadmill, I will I will do a moving meditation. If I'm walking, it's basically listening to your own breath, breathing, feeling your breath, and being in the moment, mm. and changing your physiology by just breathing and relaxing. So it's not something that you have to sit down with your legs crossed in lotus position for 45 minutes. You can do it every day. Mm -hmm. I like that. I love that. I think that's really cool. Um, there's, uh, you know, other things that you can do, like just engaging in traditional creativity. So what have we got so far, just to recap, because I want you to know these tips. We're going to play, we're going to take care of our body, we're going to do some meditation, there's uh, traditional creative pursuits, and you already mentioned that you do the uh, the dancing, the singing, the acting, the painting, <laughs> and the medical transcription hypochondriac thing too. That's also cool, right? <laughs> um, and then laughing. So laughing is really important. And I'm going to tell you a couple of things around laughing. Uh, if you're selling a product or service and you want to connect with somebody, you get them laughing with you and you start to invoke that connection through the emotion of laughter and joy, they'll buy stuff from you. They will because they'll feel comfortable and they'll like you. Even and if you have nothing to sell. Oh, yes. So you can buy nothing. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, but you know, it's true though, because you have this, you build rapport with people through humor. And so a sales technique is, you know, you see a lot of commercials or videos that go viral and that's because they're fun. They make us laugh. And I think that's really important. If you get a chance, people, I think, I don't remember, and I, I'm only thinking about this off the top of my head, but there's a video where there's a guy who goes on a subway and he just starts laughing and people are kind of looking at him and then somebody starts giggling because he's like, ah, 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 
you know, and then somebody else joins in and joins in and pretty soon it's completely contagious, right? They're, you know, flooding their bodies with endorphins and they, the feel good chemicals and all of that good stuff is being, you know, stimulated. So if you have a team and you can start to get them laughing or if you do something to step out of your regular mindset in your business and you get yourself laughing, you can really start to interject new life into what you're doing. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lady that I know who does workshops and she has these puppets. They're actually pretty mean damn bastard puppets if you ask me. They, they made fun of me right directly to my face. Um, but she was doing a workshop at one of my events and it was uh, laughing yoga or something like that. And I, everyone was in there and I heard the weirdest laughing like, <laughs> and so I peeked my head in there to see what was going on. And one of those mean damn puppets was like, made fun of me. Like I have never been made fun of by a puppet before. Never again. So on that note, because I like to throw people under the bus, Lynn, why don't you give us your best maniacal laughter? Because I like that. And go. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> maniacal laughter. Ooh, that is terrifying and creepy. <laughs> So hopefully that made you laugh or not. Please, I hope you're still listening. Please be listening. Please like us. <laughs> um, the other thing that's really important is, well, actually, I'm going to give you some, some rapid fire tips here. I've heard that looking at things that are the color blue and green can stimulate creativity. What have you heard about that? Well, I don't know if I've heard that blue and green colors create uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're going to have, ta-da! <laughs> Colors have psychological effects. Yes, there we go. We got it. <laughs> it's also important to have a, a space for creativity, right? So there's this uh, phenomenon called neuroassociative conditioning, and it's where we link certain things in our minds. And there's a book, I wish I would, you know what, I would have liked to share this book with you too. Maybe I'll put it on my Facebook page. It's called Contagion. Contagion. And basically it's talking about how you get things to be contagious, like how you get your marketing to go viral, how you get more exposure. And they talk about what they call it as triggers. But triggers is more, um, if you want to be technical, it's that neuroassociative conditioning. And the, one of the case studies that they used was that they were talking about actually Disneyland and Cheerios. And they were saying, when you have people talking about either Disneyland, which is like exciting and fun and blah, 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 or Cheerios, which is going to get more buzz? What do you think? What do you think the answer was? Trick question time. I would assume that it would be Cheerios because they're tasty. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's sponsored by Cheerios. No. <laughs> Just kidding. But it actually was Cheerios. And the reason is that there's two different kinds of conditioning. So we have the short-term buzz and we have the more longer-term buzz. And we talk about breakfast every day. We talk about everyday items and things like that. So we have this neuroassociative conditioning. And if you're trying to make something go viral, then you want to associate it with something that's already an anchor or linked into our everyday conversations, which is really cool. So on that note, when you're trying to stimulate your own creativity and you're trying to bring that into your business and your life, an important aspect would be having a space to set up for creativity where you'd go all the time. Do you have something like that when you're doing your painting? Well, how do I explain this? Um, I believe that you can change your brain patterns by changing your thoughts. I know we've all heard that a million and one times, but it physically changes how your your thinking 
by like what you're doing, it changes your brain patterns. So I think it's important to do that in everyday life, not just in a particular space. Yeah. You're ruining my question here, oh, guest. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm teasing. <laughs> I, know, I know that you are a super creative type. Uh, maybe this kind of a tip would be for somebody who's struggling to get really like their hands dirty, to have that link like I'm going to go to this uh, – well, actually, I think I have a lying guest right here. You've said it many times. I go into my garage. Oh, that's very true. I yeah. love to go out into the garage because there's trees outside. The air is coming in and it is really an incredible, uh, you know, it, nature is, is beautiful. And so it's really nice to be able to get nature and flow with it. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's true. It is that mindset shift, right? And you kind of do that naturally. And a lot of creative type people would do that where they would say, I'm I'm going to tap into that that feeling and it's more of a feeling but if you're you know trying to switch gears for me I have tra- I have a hard time with transitions so if I'm doing one thing I have a really hard time moving into a new activity right so finding that uh, link that cue that trigger that can say now it is time for me to be creative now it's time for me to do this so some people might have a, a workspace a, a yoga mat um I know that there's, if you're familiar with Deepak Chopra and the Chopra Center, they use scent as a a neuroassociative link where when they want people to start to calm down and relax, they would start burning sandalwood. So you start to think about that, right? Know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, and and then when I was, uh, you know, first in this process of transformation with my divorce and that sort of thing, I used to listen to, I still do, um, self-help CDs, you know, like Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, that sort of thing. And pretty soon it's like the you know the sound of the the voice mm-hmm. starts putting me into this more of a relaxed so mm-hmm. it's definitely you know changing my brain patterns by listening to those uh, yeah. people well i love that i'm hoping that you know people when they hear the sound of my voice on extreme exposure that they remain conscious that's that's number one hope for me right now <laughs> <laughs> or listening please be there just kidding people there's also the classic visualization, and we all have heard that from athletes. These things are not, like you said, they're not rocket science, but they're really important, and we forget about them all the time. And I know that for myself, um, you know, you're, you're going through your day, you're thinking, I want to build this business, I want to be a raging success, I want to do all of this stuff, and you forget to eat sometimes. And so you these reminders are extremely important, and I really do think that Hearing them again and again is something that I never grow tired of, right? Um, There's also the classic vision boarding exercises. Some may call this collage, and I would dare call it extreme collage. And if you're interested in what extreme collage is, I'll tell you a little bit about that right now. You go to my YouTube channel, Jackie McClanagan. It's called Skateboard Scissors and Skateboard Scissors. What the heck is that? And High Heels skateboards, scissors, and high heels. It's all about how to do extreme collage. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, We only have a few more minutes here before we go to break, and then we're going to get into some technical applications of how you would actually use creativity to do things like brainstorming, masterminding, um, you know, putting this into your marketing plan, putting it into action. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. So see you soon. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. So we're talking today about creativity, how we can use that to increase the uh, exposure that we get in our businesses, how we can use this to maximize our brand awareness, and how we can just have more fun in everything that we're doing. We're here with Lynn. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you, Jackie. And as we were talking about before, Lynn is starting up a business. We were talking a little bit about it on the break, on how people can come and they can uh, create a piece of art for their walls, for their offices, anywhere that they want to do. But it's a lot more because we hear about these paint nights, right? And have you ever been to right. one? Of, yeah. Yeah. And those paint nights are great because everyone goes there and they paint the same picture and you have a lot of fun with your girlfriends. But this one is a little bit different because um, you're using the process of what I've heard you say before was low expectations, recycled material. Why don't you expand a little bit about the process of what you're doing with your business? Well, basically, when you when you come to one of my sessions, there's several things you can get out of it. And number one is you can come there and have fun. And even if you call yourself a a non creative type, you can. uh, I have basic techniques that I show you how to use these recycled paints and materials. There'll be different, um, you know, techniques that you can use, and then you're free to do anything you like. Anything. <laughs> well, that just showed how oh. old I am. <laughs> so, so you either can come out with learning something, having fun, or you can actually come out with a nice picture, or you can journal as you're doing it and start to, because I'm a real 
I really think introspection is one of the most important things in life mm -hmm. because that's the only way you learn to to know how to what's going on in yourself. A lot of people will be panicked and they're going, I don't know why I'm panicked, mm -hmm. or they'll be nervous, they don't know why. But if you start to go inside, there's triggers. We all have them. We all have things in life that have, have caused us pain and caused trauma and that sort of thing. And our whole life, if we just realize it, is just a, a journey of getting to know ourselves and hopefully. Hopefully along the way some of this stuff will come out of your cells and be gone and you can, can deal with, with the rest of your life because it's just a journey. Mm -hmm. So while you're in these groups, you know, it's, maybe something will come out, maybe it won't. Uh, I want to hold a space, and I know that sounds woo-woo, but I want a place where people can come together and connect and be creative, talk, and at the best they can have a, a fun fun night they can have a meditation they can have a nice picture to come out of it or they can come out with a, with a, some sort of transformation or a connection with another human being yeah i love that you know i've been to those paint and sip nights and the introspection that i usually have from that is why does my painting look so much worse than everybody else's right you start there's no comparing in the process that you have because everyone's making something that's unique to them instead of but i liked it i mean I, don't get me wrong I have nothing against those yeah. those things. Oh, great, great. I think there's a good place for them. Mostly it's I would feel bad and drink, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, they come up with something different. The expectations aren't there. The space is set. I think it's really cool, really cool what you're doing. And I think a lot of people after this should connect with you and see if, if it's, it's a little bit location specific. So I know we have that uh, listener in China. And hey, how's it going, by the way? You can't come. <laughs> You can so you can, but it's going to take you a while to get here. <laughs> but but if you are around and you do want to connect with Lynn and learn more about her process, it's pretty amazing. As far as it goes for you, I'm going to give you right now a recipe to for success. So here you are. I'll paint the picture. Your hey, paint the picture. Pun right. Um, you're basically sitting there and you're thinking, how am I going to get more, uh, how am I going to get out there more? And you think, well, I'm going to create my marketing or sales funnels, or I'm going to make more calls, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. All the basic stuff. You read the sales books. But instead of doing that, or here, oh, I'm painting the picture, sorry. So then you start doing that and you start to feel frustrated and angry. And then you start to sob and cry because you can't get out there. And you've been doing this for 50 years and you're pulling out your hair. So you think, I'm going to try something new. So you go and you get the free ebook that I'm going to give you the link to. And you start to do these ridiculous activities. You start to play, visualize, ride on skateboards, wearing high heels with scissors. You know, you're doing these kind of things because, you know, Safety is not my number one concern. Creativity is my number one concern. But if you go out there, all kidding aside, and you're doing all this stuff, um, then what happens is you can start to come back to your work and you can go through a process of brainstorming. Oh, you know what? Before I give you this recipe for success, I wanted to talk a little bit about the most important thing, which is getting out of your comfort zone and trying new things. Right? Right. That's really important. This is this is actually out of my comfort zone, so I th I'm pre <laughs> pretty proud of doing this right now. Yeah. So I'm um, first time I've ever been on radio. Yay! Um, yay! Give a round of applause. <laughs> I wish we had one of those sound effects. Just like yay! <laughs> yeah. No, you're doing a great job. It's a really it's interesting, right? When you're doing radio because there's not. Uh, kind of that feedback with a group. You're talking at a, a weird-looking microphone, and there's a guy giving us weird cues. So it, good for you for getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I think that people need to do that more often, and I think that 
trying new things is absolutely number one critical for you to, you get these, you get, people have their comfort zone, right? And you're in there and it goes to a certain boundary and that's about where you expand to. But if you push outside of that, the next time that you go, you're going to, to make that circle a little bit bigger and you're going to try something even more. So for some people, getting outside of their comfort zone might simply be talking on radio or talking in front of a group or going up to a stranger and saying, hi, how are you, right? It could be as simple as that. Or for some people who are extreme extroverts, it might be jumping off a high diving board. You know, you don't know what everybody's level of comfort is, but it's really important that you do that. So I want you to think to yourself, what can I do this week or today or whatever to get outside of my own comfort zone and to try something new, right? Haha. I also think that it's really important our self-talk. So whatever you do, don't judge yourself. Mm -hmm. Just do it and have fun. Yeah, that non-judging, no expectations, right? Here's the thing about marketing and when you're out there doing stuff, you know, you can put out Facebook ads and I'm going to get some guests on here in coming weeks who are going to talk in great detail about things like Facebook ads and, and video production and things like that. I think this is really foundational to that because there's no point in going that route if you're not going to be creative. Um, but it's, it's about testing, right? How do you put out a marketing piece and not test it or if we just judge it, you know, and that's what a lot of business owners do. They make up an ad or put out a sales page and go, oh, that didn't work. You know, well, why didn't it work? What was the pieces that we were missing and how can we improve that? Not how do we judge that like, oh, this is a piece of shit and I suck and I can't believe it, you know. And I was a performer on stage for a long time. So, I mean, I'm very familiar with beating myself up after after something. <laughs> so back to the recipe for success. And the recipe is this. Number one, you're going to, I painted the lovely picture, you're going to stop what you're doing and you're going to go try something new. You're going to do a different creativity activity creativity building activity is what you're going to do. And then you're going to brainstorm. And I have a specific technique that I like to share with people. And the first thing that you do is you're going to set a timer for around 30 or 60 minutes, whatever you have time for. And you're going to write as many ideas as you have for the following. And I'm going to talk about this in marketing terms because this is the business channel, but it can be, it really can be done for anything. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to take some time out of that you know, 30 or 60 minutes, you're going to section it off to answer these questions. And the first one is you're going to list all of the possible ways that you can use market, traditional marketing. How can you use things like advertisements, um, uh, posts on social media, things like that. Number two, you're going to write down all of the angles that you have for gaining publicity. <laughs> so, I don't know if you're familiar with guerrilla marketing. It's my very favorite way to do marketing. It's all about creativity, grassroots, thinking outside of the box. Um, I was driving in Calgary a while back and I saw this truck going by and it was a t-shirt company and it literally had a gorilla in the back of the truck wearing a t-shirt. And they were taking guerrilla marketing literally, but it was still hilarious, right? Yes. <laughs> so you funny. know what I mean? Um, so... That's one of the things you can do is how can I get some exposure in a really creative way? If you're, you know, uh, 
um, there's some stories too back in the old theater days that I was promoting theater productions and I needed to, there's not a lot of money in theater. So how I'm going to get, how am I going to get noticed? So I would have actors dressed up as elves and have them on the street harassing people or, you know, you do things like flash mobs. This is a huge source of publicity, really creative, but how can you do something like that in your business? Um, also look up and Google people this flower bombs, just Google it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, what make a list on your brainstorming activity of all the potential events that you can host, attend, or sponsor this month or this year. Um, list individual companies that you would like to potentially join up with or partner with. All you're doing right now is you're just brainstorming. These are important questions for exposure. So um, also write down 10 topics that you can either write or speak on. And why this is important is because nowadays when we're getting ourselves out there, the person with the most content wins, right? So we have to be producing all the time. We're all producers now. And then um, the delivery methods. I want you to write down all of the delivery methods that you're going to use to get your marketing out there. So people go, I'm going to do social media marketing. That's not really marketing. That's actually just a vehicle for you to put your creativity on, right? We all know those people who are just screaming and they're not doing anything with it. They're just using the platform irresponsibly. So how are you, what delivery methods are you going to use? So when you answer these questions, then you're going to, to write this down and then you're going to stop thinking about it completely because that's what I find. Don't you find this? Absolutely. Cre detachment. Detachment, putting creativity, like you, you think about something in detail in your logical brain, write down stuff, set it aside, and then wait 24 hours and see what happens. So have you ever fallen asleep and then woke up the next day? And you know, that's that's the beauty of a lot of these things is what you're actually doing is you're building you're building synapses and they while you're while you're doing all these exercises that Jackie's talking about. And then letting it go is giving your body the uh, time to rest and your your subconscious to start working on these things and you will be amazed at the solutions that'll come up. Yeah, yeah. So many times I've been sleeping and I it just seems so simple, so stupidly simple that you're thinking, how did this stump me all day yesterday? How did this yeah. stump me? And then you're in the middle of the night sleeping and you wake up and you're like, oh, I know what to do. <laughs> so you take this information, you set it aside for 24 hours. After 24 hours, here's the kicker, right? Because we still have to work and we still have to develop and I still love that cerebral process. So I take these questions and I go back over them again. And I say, is there anything I can add to this, right? So I set my timer, 30 or 60 minutes. I take some more time and I see if anything new has come into my mind after I read this over, right? And then, and I love this. So the next thing you do is you get a group of people together and you do more brainstorming. I have, uh, last week, my guest, Sarah Lodge, she runs masterminds. That's a brilliant way to do it. If you don't have a mastermind in your area, find a group of people and, you know, take turns and say, this is my topic. I want you to brainstorm any ideas you might have around this because we need to get, in, we need to mirror each other. We need to give people some feedback, Right. Um, and then after you do that, you get these ideas. You need to sort of let go of that idea of perfectionism. And then what do you think is the most important thing after that? It's action. <laughs> action is the very next important thing. So you brainstorm. You put it all out there. You think to yourself, what can I do? And then the next thing you do is you put it into action. And really, I think this is an important thing for your success 
is to know that you will fail. Like you completely will fail. We all fail. It's part of it. But the secret to success is failing while keeping your enthusiasm. I heard that once and I really, really like that. And I also um, heard that, you know, fail often and fail faster. So you get the lessons out of it that you can. It's not about the judgment. It's about letting go of that perfection, right? So... I also think that it's important to understand what a person's bucket list would be. So I'm going to end this segment with you, Lynn, by asking you that question. What's on your bucket list? One of the things I would really love to do is to take a month and go to somewhere really beautiful like Bali or Fiji and immerse myself in yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. I just think that would be a really, really cool thing to do and just allow myself to just totally be immersed in it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's amazing and creative. <laughs> so thank you so much, Lynn, for joining us today. I think that's really awesome what you're doing. And I applaud you for getting out of your comfort zone and joining us on the show. I think it's amazing all the things that you've gone through and what you've done with, with you know, your recycled material, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Um, if you want to go on over to my website, which is www.purepotentials.com, you can get yourself a free copy of that ebook, Tapping Into Your Creativity. Um, if you'd like to go even further with this, I have a book called Developing, it's called From Here to Clear, Developing Creative Marketing Plans for Your Ultimate Business Success that I wrote, which expands on these concepts as well. I've really enjoyed today. I I'm so happy that you came out and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.